Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. Hear ye, hear ye. That's what people in the old days said, right? When they wanted people's attention. <laughs> I was just, I was laughing about that. And then, and then, uh, we have family meetings and and Shia or Lee, I don't remember one of them said, may this meeting commencement. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't think it works that way. Yeah. I remember when we were in Utah and we were doing the play and I was the king. That was a, that was a fun, that was a fun game. Yeah. You're you, you're you. Well, welcome back to the old souls and seekers podcast. Friends. Yeah. Cool beans. Why don't we yeah. uh, Why don't we dive in? Why don't you set the stage, and then we'll we'll see what transpires here. Yeah. So, uh, as if you're a first time listener, then you might be like, "Holy crap! I can't believe they're talking about this." Uh, but if you've been around with us for quite some time, you probably know by now that we tend to share things that are happening in our lives that are fairly uh, personal in nature. And uh, if you follow me on on Facebook or the gram that is insta um you probably would have seen i i posted a fairly raw and in the moment video at that time because something quite uh new i guess for me happened yesterday um specifically around my son not new for society and being a dad yeah not new for society um but definitely new for me so I'll give you guys a little bit of context. Shy of my son. I picked him up from school yesterday. He just started middle school, so he's in sixth grade. Um, obviously, middle school has sixth, seventh, eighth, so he's he's the young one of the bunch. And um, he just had a really, really rough day. And so when he got into the car, he was a little bit sweaty, but that turned out because he had just ran a mile um, for, for gym. <clears throat> but beyond that, I could just feel that like something was not not okay. Like he wasn't, he wasn't his normal self. And I asked him what happened. And he started to share that, uh, as he was leaving school, some kid, he didn't even know who it was basically unzipped his, uh, bag and took out like a a box of colored pencils and just threw it. And, um, the box opened and pencils went everywhere. And, he was, um, so he was like now in the middle of the hallway trying to pick up all these pencils and then the bottom of the box opened. So he had to like, like he would put them in and the pencils would fall out again and he had to do this like three times. So he was obviously very, uh, on top of annoyed, just incredibly embarrassed because he's probably in the middle of this hallway with God knows what these kids were doing, saying, et cetera. Right. Um, eventually a teacher actually, like one of his teachers actually came out and and helped him. Um, and then in addition, and I found this out later, I'll, I'll kind of walk you through the whole thing, but in addition, 
as he was going to gym class, uh, some seventh grader decided to just push him into like the door. Um, and then in one of his math class, I think in his math class, uh, he has one of these bottles. And if you're, you have kids, you probably know they're like these water bottles, but they have this like spray function on them. Now it's like a little, little trigger, like all the kids have them. And so a kid who he was like, I don't understand. Cause I thought we were friends basically took the, took Shia's water bottle and like sprayed them in the face with it. And, um, it got like the desk all wet and him all wet and Shia got really upset. And so Shia grabbed the bottle and sprayed the kid and the kid was like, what did you do that for? And then the teacher saw Shia and then Shia got in trouble. So all in all, it was like a really, really rough day. Um, oh, that, was one, that was one day. It was all in one day. Uh-huh. That sounds like, yeah. that sounds like my first day of freshman year in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so... What was interesting is uh, he told me about the other two, the, the the gym and the class he told me after. But as he started to tell me about the pencils and like that whole thing, and especially when he got to the part about, you know, and it fell out like multiple times, multiple times, and da, 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 I could just feel like his heart just squelch up real tight. Mm. And then just so much sadness was there. And I have to say, uh, this is like a pretty proud ABBA moment um, because I know that a few years back, the way I would have handled the situation would have been by like letting them know, you know, like going into the mental side of things like, you know, these things happen and kids are this and da 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 and like that whole thing and like trying to make it okay from a, a, a mental place. Yeah. And I didn't do any of that. Uh, what I said was, wow, I'm so sorry that happened to you. That's a lot. And that's really, really upsetting. And like, I just, I reached, I was, we were in the car and I just reached my hand and put it on his heart because I could feel like how, how much pain he was in. And I just put my hand on his heart and I was just like, I'm here. And he just, you know, in the same kind of way that we're with our clients, like when you can give them permission and it was just waterworks for like three, four, five minutes. He was just uncontrollably like letting all this stuff up. And I was just sitting with him like, buddy i'm like i'm so sorry i know that was really really hard and like really painful and and so he literally just processed all this stuff um right then and there and then afterwards he told me the two other stories you know and like and this happened and then he said this line to me which just shook me like literally shook me to my core mm. he said um while, while crying he's like i just feel like i'm a target and i was like oof Oh, it was like the dagger in heart moment. Yeah. And I literally like, you know, the, the fire dad protector. I was like, I'm going to park this car and I'm going to go fucking annihilate kids right now. Like that's yeah. everything inside of me. That's what I wanted to do. I sure. And I could get it. Like I could feel it. I was like, this is a very natural reaction, Elon. This is okay. You know? Uh, but that's not what he needed at that moment. What he needed was me to be there with him. Um, and it was really hard for me, really hard. So I'm just going to give you like a, a little bit more context and then I'd, I'd love to hear your, your uh, piece about it. So he came home, obviously he's like still super shook and super sad. And I'm just in my head, like processing my anger and my helplessness and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, he ended up taking a shower and he was just kind of like sitting on his phone. And I was like, you know what? L let me see if he'd be interested to kind of like sit with me for a few minutes before I needed to leave the house. And just because I know like that energy is going to get stuck unless it moves. And I could feel that he released some, but it wasn't the totality of it because it's a lot like that's. It's going to bring up a lot. And so I was like, Shia, would you want to just come sit with me here for a minute? And so we ended up 
like this is Shia's bed. I'm actually I commandeer his uh, his office in our uh, I commandeer his bedroom as my office in this uh, rental. And we laid on the bed and he just like laid on me and, and I was holding him and I was like, can you feel your heart? Like, can you just move and, and bring your awareness to your heart? And he's like, yeah. I was like, can you feel how tight it is? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, we're just going to sit with that. Okay. We're just going to breathe. I was like, what, what do you notice? He's like, it's really hard to breathe. And as we were noticing it, you could just feel all this energy go up from his heart. And it started like, it literally felt like someone was like choking him. And I was like, you feel it around your neck now too. He's like, yeah. It, and he's, he says, he's like, it feels like someone's choking me. I was like, it's okay. This is fine. We're just going to let it be there for now. We're not going to try to change it. We're not going to, I just want you to know, like I can feel it with you and I'm here with you. And so we felt that and it was really intense, like really, really intense. It was really hard for him to breathe. Um, and then all of a sudden I could just feel this like energy and warmth building through his lower back. So I actually moved mm -hmm. my hand on his back and I was like, can you feel where my hand is? Can you feel like a level of warmth or tingling and support? And I held it there. And then we just, again, connected to ground. Um, and he's lying on me the whole time. And I'm just really like bringing my system into just like the most grounded, you know, regulated place that I can. And all of a sudden I was like, you could just feel the hand like almost release from the neck and yeah. just the energy start to really, really move down in this beautiful way. And I was like, and where is it now? And he would be like, it's here. And I was like, and where is it now? And he was so good. Like his tracking was incredible. Like he was like, it's at the top of my stomach. It's at the lower part of my stomach. It's at the lower part of the abdomen. Like it's, I can feel it in my legs. Like he literally felt the whole thing down and it was just so beautiful because you can actually feel how this energy that would have uh, got stuck in there was just moving through and he was watching it move through and he actually had the experience of it moving through. And then we went out to dinner and we had conversations and he was just, you, you could see he was like back to himself. And I don't know, it felt so, um, so rewarding to be able to be and show up for him in that way without having to go through the whole like mental process of it, you know, cause like, what the hell are you going to say to a kid that just had this day? That's all of a sudden he's going to be like, you're right, Abba. You know, it, it wasn't that bad. No, it was fucking horrible. Like that may have been the worst day he's had ever. My son is just, and, and guy knows this, but like my son is a magnet. He is just an energetic beam and everyone he ever meets is just like he he's harmless in the best way possible. He's like, he's uh what's the word? He, um, where you like put down someone's defenses. Like he disarms people in with love. Like he just kids who are very high energy or like hit other kids, like we'll never do that to my son. So this was really like a shocking experience and then i'll just leave it with this last piece um one of I, I shared that video and i was asking for advice and actually one of our clients um who's also one of our coaches uh reached out to me because he'd had experience with it and what he pointed to which was really helpful for me was um sitting with the part inside of me that felt helpless right like the, the rage and the anger was the response in in my system internally like the, the wanting to rip kids heads off right <laughs> was the response from down 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 of like really feeling helpless and just how do i help this kid right now and i couldn't do anything so it's really interesting to even note for me what came up and like that stuff that i i still get to sit with i was doing some meditations this morning on it but I can still feel some stuff working through the system. So yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the day and quite the experience for sure. Yeah, sure. Not the first and not the last of moments like that, you know, like he's, he's out of that elementary school place where there's a lot of posturing going on at this age and 
you know, like men trying to figure out who's the men from the boys and uh, archetypal type stuff, right? Yeah. It kind of begins at this age. Like I, I definitely remember it right at that age too, where it's like, oh, okay, and, and and he's the young one, right? So he's like the the new fish in the pond, and it's like they got hazed, and so now they're hazing. It's like that whole culture, but uh, that's that. I know that's unfortunate, but I want to start by saying, uh, comm- commending you for the way that it was handled because that's not the way it was handled in our house. I mean, these things were, I, I, I never talked about these things in our house when they were happening to me. It was just like, that was just the way school was. I never thought there was there anything to talk about at all. Um, you know, I never really brought those issues to the table, but so like commend, commending two things. Number one, that you have a relationship with your son that he can share that with you, or he doesn't just show up in the car upset and takes it out on you. And then you're like, I don't know what's going on in your life. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, he can actually like tell you what's going on. Um, and hopefully that what you did for him or you know, how you showed up for him, rather, uh, I think a is supportive. Um, B it gives him permission later on if stuff like this is going on to come to you and continue to to navigate and have conversations with you because it could be a shame, it could become a point of shame also. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's like kind of like a lot of victims they end up like blaming themselves like oh you know and such and such um and i think that would be supportive too to like just tell him like hey you know if this stuff keeps happening or whatever like let's hey let's not create that we were gonna expect it this stuff kind of you know happens off and on in school but um you know let us know what's going on i mean like kids are going to be kids you can get parents involved and punish them and do all the things but like you know they're any child, any human is uh, interacting with the world from their parts, right? And like, so these kids are like, and this is their defenses, and this is their aggression pattern, and da, da 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 And part of that is like these these personality patterns become a lot more obvious at this age than they were when you're a kid, and everyone connects over, let's say, like lower mental stuff, right? Like it's like playing and games and this and that. And now it's like upper mental stuff right like uh intelligence and girls who like boys and boys who like girls and a lot of other stuff that starts getting into into these kids realms that they're navigating and playing with and so those personality patterns and like wherever their strategies have been at home that maybe were kind of like kept at home suddenly start coming to the surface over here so i think too there's twofold right is like helping him see that where why are why do kids do what they're doing like why why does somebody interact with someone in that way and that there's like some like some unmet need in their system like they're trying to find safety in their own way like ultimately right and that there is these different personality types and this is how they interact with the world and some people like me and you interact with the world in an aggressive type of way um and then for him it's continuously doing the work so that he doesn't formulate an idea about himself that he's a a victim in this world yeah because ultimately that idea at its germination is very small, but as somebody who's just lived, you know, a good part of my life being in that reality that, that germinated into a very big tree in, in my consciousness and became very much my expectation of the world. Yeah. And, and so I invited that into my world and viewed my lens looking for that in my world. And your son doesn't have that quality. Like from what I know about, he's a very confident, empathetic, child and i was also i remember mom used to say to me is like she's like you don't have a bad bone in your body you know i always had i always had the anger as a protection mechanism but i never thought to do harm to anybody you want to hear something interesting though and yesterday when we were talking at uh dinner afterwards something he he said something along the lines of and i'm paraphrasing here but he said like you know something that he he went into middle school and i don't know where he got this from anywhere but like that people pick on you in middle school and i think that's probably from like reading books and watching you know right. videos and da, 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 or like movies right because they need to create that drama and so he kind of almost like had this perpetuation story that he was yeah. already like walking into that so i was saying i was like shy isn't it interesting like look look what you were able to create Granted, it's not what you wanted, but it's like, and I want you to know that doesn't have to be the reality. And I told no. him, I was like, I, granted, I, you know, our situation, because I had a, a strange middle school experience because we opened the new middle school and I was basically the oldest for seventh and eighth grade 
Like I was the old, so basically from sixth, seventh and eighth, I was the oldest person in the class. I didn't have that till I got to high school where I was a freshman and I was the youngest. So I kind of missed that, but like, I didn't really get picked on. Like it yeah. wasn't, I it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't your, in your, but that's the thing, right? Like it, it's a personality trait often that gets picked on. And I'm saying he doesn't really have those no. traits either. So it's like, if anything, it's perpetuated like an idea in his head and that's what i'm saying like if that idea festers who knows what it can grow into but an idea is an idea it still has to have an energetic component to it which is the attraction point but to your point like you know like the best thing you can do is help him to navigate the inner world of it and have him move that through his system because like i was compressed by it yeah for six or seven years just a continuous compression continuous compression continuous compression build it build you know build up build up and then there would be like these um like inability to handle it because there's only so much that the container can hold and so i think like naturally if you if you if you teach a child or an adult to navigate their nervous system and energetic body in a way that it can metabolize this energy i don't see that becoming a pattern in the system i see it being a good teacher yeah. And it may go and that teacher may continue, but like, he's going to learn a lot about himself and how to navigate, uh, this. And your child is a, sen a very, sen I mean, all children are very sensitive, but he's a highly empathetic ch child. Yeah, so like part of that is learning how to navigate that in a healthy way. And I think that's the opportunity at the moment is to like present this as any spiritual or, you know, well taught adult would be is like, this is an opportunity. Yeah. I, know the, I know in this particular moment, it doesn't feel like an opportunity, but like looking down the line of what I've learned about life and relationships and navigating these things, like this is a teaching moment for you. These kids are teachers. And if you look at them as teachers instead of opponents, mm. how is that going to shift your relationship with them? Um, and like, if there's, and again, if there's anything else I've learned in life and maybe something that, you know, there's there's two things that I recall at his age and specifically in high school too when I was going through my stuff and depression and all that kind of stuff is that I thought I was all alone nobody understood me emotionally and what was happening in my system and having an I like if I would have known that other people could relate to what I was going through it would have been a great sense of relief to me the first time I ever felt that was at 19 years old when I sat with Sarah um, and I won't go to I won't go into that whole experience but like there was a first relief I had since I was probably 12 years old of any level because like somebody got my world and I don't know why, but a human has a sense of relief when somebody gets them. Um, feel like you're not alone. You feel like you're not alone. Yeah. I felt very, very isolated in my experience and part of that. And that was where the shame was. And that was like, Oh, I didn't, I haven't figured this thing out that other people have figured out. Like n nobody was there to teach me how to guide my emotional aspect or to tell me that this was okay. Or to tell me that this happens to other, you know, the other people are dealing with this or that they understand. And so like, I think that's the most you can do. You can't control other, like what children are going to do. Children are going to do, uh, yeah. they're in a really large school with, you know, a lot of kids going through kind of a strange time and being in a child's life and like going from everything is play and play and good and fun to work and understanding the value of things and stuff like that. And this stuff is going to naturally arise. So I think, you know, less, trying to control the circumstances of the outside world. I saw one of the comments under the, under the video that you put out yesterday, a person's like, start writing down every fucking thing that happens. It's like, you know, like start like this person like build a case. Basically. I'm like, okay, that's like a little extreme at this point in time. Um, you know, but that's how it's like kind of done in the world. It's like, Hey, we got to change our external reality. You got to change other people's behavior. And it's like, how are you going to control all that? Like, how are you going to navigate all that? It's like the only thing you can really learn how to navigate is your inner world. And the outer world tends to reflect your, your inner beliefs and your inner expectations anyway. And that's, it's good for your, for, for Shia to see, like I built an expectation in my system that this happens to people and it happened to me. So like I can go build any expectation within my system and I'm going to strongly enable that to manifest in my life in some way, shape or form. I might as well be, very clear about what it is I do and do not want in my life. Yeah. It's, um, you know, Fanny felt called not, not to complain, but just to let the principal of the school know like, Hey, this is what transpired today. <clears throat> and this is from a principal who's obviously been a principal of 
this is not his first middle school, uh, basically said something along the lines of like, I have a middle schooler and a high schooler also. And he's like, it's a strange age for kids. And like, as much as we try to control it, like this stuff is going to happen. He's like, I've already suspended a few kids from, from school already. Uh, they've been in school for a week basically, um, or two weeks. And, um, he was like, it just, I wouldn't have the kids ride the bus. And she's like, huh? And he's like, just crazy stuff happens on a bus. You know, there's age ranges, this and that, et cetera. So it was really interesting to just note like, wow, this is just, and I don't know if it's that because of social media, I don't know if kids have just like changed. No, it's always been like I this. Mean, I feel like even in, in, middle school i remember more high school i don't remember middle school so much but like i remember kids getting picked on um but i also don't remember it being a very kind of like um it wasn't like a normal thing you know like when it happened it was like oh you know that, 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 that happened now it just feels like so commonplace um but yeah, I I think maybe like everything else, this was this was this has been always been done. I think now we have a lot more media that shines a light on it, and so I think uh, part of that is um, it gets recreated, right? Like art imitates life, life imitates art, and this, uh, maybe yeah. it like snowballs on itself. I mean, to me, my curiosity today, and I was like, oh my god, that seems kind of rough. Is that at least when I got home, um, that was that. Right, like whatever happened that day at school, like at least it ended today's world, it comes home with you because it continues. And I don't remember somebody created some context for me about like why girls have it actually a lot worse in this way. And I don't remember exactly what it was. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I can see that because like, you know, suicide rates have gone tremendously up. But again, these are the conversations that are important to have with your kids. It's like, hey, look, if that happens, like, don't go on your phone that day. Like, don't go into messenger threads. Don't go on social media. Like, just lay that, let it lie. Like, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say in that moment to make it better. Like, people are in their, people are in their stuff. People are hijacked in their own limbic systems. Like, you, know, you don't have to explain it that way, right? Like, you have to find ways to explain it that a child can, can, can use it. But it's like, hey, look, on if that ever happens again, like it can extend into that even with the best of intentions to try to make it better you may make it worse like you know one of the number one lessons that anybody can learn that certainly we teach our clients too is like if you meddle you're going to make it worse it's like if you Always. scratch if you scratch the bite you're going to make it worse it's going to spread and it's like you know the 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 best action initially is usually non-action and usually non-action will 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 subside it like I was not not active with my bully, <laughs> with my bullies, I should say. I was a fucking menace to them because I, I always, like, I never fought. Like, I never got in a single fight in school, ever. It was never violent, but it was emotionally and somewhat physically abusive at times from, from people on a fairly regular basis with me. And, but I never shut up. I always talked back. I did exactly what I did at home. I, I, I always made, like, I just, I wanted them to know that they couldn't get me. Like it did, it wasn't that, which wasn't really true because it was, deep, it was deeply impacting me. But on the outside, I wanted to know, I wanted them to know that. And because of that, it, they always came for more. Yeah. Cause they got, they the always reaction. came for more, always came for more. Um, and, and I think like, yeah, you know, it's really challenging. Um, and, and again, like I, I would say if something happens one off, it happens one off. Kids have their moments, their dicks, or uh, just like adults, you know, we have our occasional dick moments. If it's a pattern, different story, and then you got to start looking at that relation that worked particularly the dynamic in that relationship. I always laugh because my bully, one of my bullies' last name was Guy. <laughs> so like, I, I actually told this to to Shia, which was which was the strangest thing, um, and we were like couldn't be more opposite from each other. I was really really small. And he was like a, a giant ogre of a human being. But, I, you know, I, it's funny, like we're just talking about it. So I'm having like a little flashback memories of trauma with him. And then I remember like certain days I would just be nice to him. Like he would say something and I would just be nice to him or like 
you know, he, he took money from me a number of times. But one time I just gave him money. Like, you need, like, I'm, I'm like, maybe he needs money. <laughs> and I gave him money. And I remember, like, his counterpart, and I don't want to name names here, like, came over who also would hassle me on a regular basis. And I remember he looked at him and he went like this. Like, he, like, shook his head. Like, like telling him, like, not today. You know, to, like, lay off of me today because I was, like, nice to him. And I remember, like, kind of catching a glimpse of that and being like, oh, okay, he's not going to haggle me today because I was nice to him. Uh-huh. And so, it's like, so, like, you just never... You never know. You know, I, I think a lot of these things, they um, unfortunately build character and sometimes they they don't. But I think having a parent who can attune, uh, having that skill set right now is probably the best thing you can have. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that, that was honestly my my biggest takeaway was how. How confident and competent I felt in being able to guide him through whatever he was going through to the point that I actually felt and knew that he had metabolized that aspect of it. Because you, you said earlier, it's right. It's like, if you plant that seed and then you don't, he doesn't come to talk to me about it. Uh, I, I don't have the tools to energetically show him how to metabolize that. Then that, crushed heart and choking thing creates a pattern like it's going to actually build in a pattern for that kid like and he's just going to get programmed by that and he would have walked into the school today a very very different being of course he would have been scared worried been scared on guard like high alert, right? Like anticipating this to happen, which then guess what happens? Yeah. More of it happens. So it's like when guy was talking about you, you, you switch down this victim track and there's so many adults that we deal with, right. That have these patterns baked in. And it was moments like this that happened that you were not met, that someone didn't know how to be with you, that, had you create these survival mechanisms and truth be told the survival mechanisms that you created when you were you know six seven eight nine ten whatever it was they don't serve you today yeah like and it's true what he creates what he creates right now with these people is what he's going to create with challenging people in the future unless unless these parts don't have a need to develop because they can the energy remains fluid and moving through the body and and non-stagnant like so that's the biggest gift you can really give him and then the, the other part that, um, you know, Tiffany is saying here, it's like, I, Guy said this before, I, we really believe that everything, everything, everything is a teaching moment, like everything, uh, things that blindside you, things that upset you, things that challenge you, people that challenge you, whatever it might be, everything is here to teach you a lesson. And what I used to do is I used to sit and I would ask this question, like, what is this here to teach me? Right. And I would, I would go about it from a mental construct place. So it's like, okay, right. What is this here to teach me? How can I learn from this, et cetera, which by the way, is a much, 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 much better question than why did this happen? I agree. Why did this happen to Shia? Why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to us? Like those questions are, it's a waste of time because it just puts you into it's a it's an if and statement right so it's like you're just making stuff up like why 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 right mental reenactments but beyond all of that now where my curiosity lies is you know into what my uh client slash coach brought up which was like wow there was this really deep helpless part that now i get to sit with because as a parent I think we all want to save our kids and protect our kids and make sure our kids are well and all that stuff. And the truth is we can't, it is not in our control to do that. Whether you believe in, you know, a soul's purpose and all that kind of stuff, like Shia came here to have a certain life experience. I can guide him. I can share tools with him. I can sit with him. I can let him know that I'm here. At the end of the day, he still has to go through his trials and tribulations, just like all of us. Like there's no amount 
of teaching and there's no amount of protecting that I'm going to do that's going to stop him from having those uh, things happen in life. And that for a parent is, is difficult. And even as I'm saying this, what's kind of arising is that helpless part is the part that we don't really want to touch, right? Like that, that helpless part of, of us is the part that we don't really want to touch because it makes us feel um, weak and incapable and all of that. And as I'm sharing this, what I'm realizing is it's, it's like, as long as that part is there and active, I'm going to keep reenacting things in my life to highlight back for me that part right now, whether that happens to me directly or through my children or through my wife or through guy or through people that I love, like it's going to keep showing up. Now I know this to be true because there's other parts that I've healed and given them what they've needed. And as the parts uh, move through, the reality shifts, right? Because I no longer need that mirror to, to highlight it for me. So what's interesting is as I'm sitting and talking about this, I'm like, wow, I could actually go and do the work on their behalf almost. It's like, like my reality and therefore their reality will shift as I heal this helpless part of myself yeah yeah i think that's probably a a, it's a really advanced way of thinking about what's happening in the world how like you know the event that happens to your child is really an event that's happening for you and it's like technically that's an event that's happening for everybody but like you know at the level that it can be seen right now uh, that that's some pretty advanced thinking and emotional uh iq there um Look, I, I know f- even with my, with my kid, you know, for those of you guys who know Jaden, he's going to be four in, in November. So he's still, you know, towards the end of his th- three years. And in the moments where he's having his moments, which are far and few between, because thankfully we've had this work in our lives since he was born. Yeah. And so this, this level of attunement and emotional intelligence, like even for your kids, they're getting it, they're getting plenty of it at a very important time in their lives. Uh, but nonetheless, we're very fortunate that we had it since the, you know, the day he was born, this, yeah. this, this wisdom and knowledge. And so like our experience with him has never been to change his experience, whether we like what he's had going through or not. And, and that's such a radically different way than I've seen it done anywhere else. And we're just at the precipice of starting to experience what that what that does for a child. Like, it almost makes me want to cry because like it's insane to watch my son be in this world. Like I have seen him in high stress situations and how he deals with it. Even I'm like, what? Like, like, I, like an adult wouldn't do it that good. He's so yeah. fluid with it because like things don't hit. And so like we had, we had something the other day and like, you know, he's under resourced. He's tired. Like I, I've never met a human being yet who's under resourced and like acting well. Right. Yeah. So like, like children are, are much easier to see this on, but like people don't realize like a lot of oftentimes with their children going through, they're tired. They're certainly like with food today. I don't know if other parents are as, as, obsessive as me and mandy are but like everything has sugar in it today like everything has sugar in it today even if you buy healthy food like go look at the label your kids are eating a a lot more sugar than you probably think they are and like if you watch you learn to use the word commandeer like i watched sugar commandeer uh my my um my wife's sister's kid the other day and i was like oh my god i'm like he looked like a drunk high school girl like, that's what it looked like to me. I was like, this is fucking out of control. I'm like, he was like talking to plants. It was a very strange experience. I'm like, wow, that, <laughs> like, that's what sugar's doing. And, and like, not in like a weird, it was like, he was like on psychedelics plus drunk at the same time. And I'm like, oh my God, cause just a moment, like a few minutes before he was fine. Anyway, my point here is, is like, yeah, like, yeah, with Jaden, with Jaden, it's been like this really beautiful practice that when he's like at, like at high intensity of like how to help him learn to use his nervous system to help himself. And it's like, like, honestly, I mean, I know a lot of kids have temper tantrums and my kid has his moments too. Don't get me wrong, but like a full on temper tantrum. I think I've seen my child do it like maybe three times. 
since he's four years old. I don't know if that's normal or not normal. I guess you guys watching can tell me if that's normal. Like where we've let him go like full bore. Like he needs to fucking looks like he's like gonna break something. Like nothing makes sense anymore. And even in those moments, like when when Mandy and I can catch it, we're like, oh, nothing needs to be done here other than us giving him presence and letting it ride through. And we've gotten so much better at letting his energy ride through and i try to think back i'm like i wonder if mom and dad ever like ride through one of these or if they were just like stop doing that shit you little monkey you know and like come back to yourself or like didn't have the awareness because they were also dealing with a lot of survival stuff and didn't have any of this training it's not you know not that they're i'm not blaming them for that like they couldn't have possibly unknown these things and um now it's like we just breathe together like when Jaden's upset I hold him. I'm like, baby, let's take a deep breath. Like, you know, he just starts regulating his nervous system. And the same thing we start feeling into, like what Elon's saying, we start feeling into the parts in his body where it is and he can easily locate it. I'm like, hey, baby, do you feel in the back of your heart? Yeah. You know, and like, but then he feels it. And then the same thing. We just, we just keep tracking it. We keep tracking it. And before you know it, he's fine. Like, and, and every time we've done that, like now I see him interacting with other children or when he's, he's afraid and I see him regulating himself. You know, like, of course, we hit the, those points where he doesn't have resources to do that. But that's why me and Mandy are still here to do that. But like watching a child regulate their own nervous system <laughs> is, is is something is really something to be seen. And, and I <laughs> that's cute. And I hope is like is mimicked and and something that people really want to pursue in terms of how to cultivate their children. It's it's something you got to experience for yourself. And I think something that we all wish we had we just wanted space to be and to learn how to like come back into a state of neutrality and resource and stuff like that so i think you're doing all the great things um hopefully anybody who's listening out there recognize that even if you are challenged by this currently you're in a victim mentality you feel bullied by the world or by people by god by your religion culture whatever it might be that is a pattern I understand. I very much understand that that's the reality and experience that you're having. Nonetheless, that was patterned and conditioned into you based on the circumstances that you had. And if you did, and if you weren't taught how to learn how to regulate your nervous system, like now when I do trainings, I'm like, I'm like, so here's what here's what's on top of Story Prime. I'm like, we can train you how to regulate your own nervous system. Yeah. My next question to you is: Have you ever heard anybody say that before? Yeah. Have you ever heard anybody talk about regulating your nervous system? Was that a conversation that you sat around and had with mom and dad where they're like, all right, it's Friday night. Let's play the regulation, your nervous system game. Like we'd like, nobody had this. Nobody had these conversations. Nobody has the tools for this. I'm like, what do you make or what do you suppose happens to someone in a life when you are confident that yeah circumstances are going to happen upsets are going to happen overwhelm stress anxiety it's part of being human we can embrace that with actually with quite a bit of compassion especially when you know that you have the confidence to regulate your own nervous system when you know how to resource yourself when you know how to get back in connection when you feel like you've lost connection like when you know how to actually do these things and you actually have processes for this and you become confident in these processes I don't know what could be more important than learning about the way that this meat suit works, the way that consciousness works, the way that energy moves through your body and all these things. And because it, it is the fundamentals from which all of the rest of your life experience stems from. I don't care what else you get proficient in your life and what, what attracts you and what you're, you're, you're capable of doing or what you feel good about. But like, it's all going to be resourced from the fundamentals of what a human being is, which is a meat suit with consciousness, awareness, and energy. And if you don't know any about the, anything about those things, life is just dramatically much harder, bar none. So it's like if at the, at the very least you got curious about how to regulate your nervous system and you found out, holy shit, humans can actually do this? Yeah. Children are doing it naturally, by the way. You don't have to look very far. They're all doing it for the most part. It, it's not that we're not born with it. We are conditioned out of it because we're told that it's not okay to act this way. And so you start really, you start applying these things like these principles of good and bad. Like even, you know, Jaden was walking around the other day saying, damn it a lot. He heard my wife say, damn it. So he's 
he was in the shower. He was in the bath yesterday and something fell on the ground. He's like, damn it. Damn it. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, JJ baby. I'm like, please stop using that word. And he goes, why? And I realize in the moment I can either tell him it's a bad word, which is going to create a context that there's good and bad in this world, which creates a context of, e- of evil and, and, and whatever and all that kind of other stuff too. But I just said to him, I'm like, you know what? It's just, an, it's an, a word that adults usually use that children don't because they don't, they don't quite understand the impact of like the the impact of the meaning of the word it's like okay and just stop saying it you know like not taboo not wrong not anything it's like we're just flowing with what's going on like i personally don't give a shit if my my child curses but i know other people will so i have to like navigate that's that actually, system. that's actually what i tell shia because shia is listen i curse like shia even yesterday we were sitting and you know it just comes out sometimes and i said listen like to me a word's a word I could care less. However, you're in school. Like there's teachers and principals that have a very different outlook on this. There's also other parents who have a very different outlook on this. Like there's certain parents that if you know that this kid curses all the time, like they're just not going to want you to hang out with their kid. Like in school, if these words slip out, like there's a good chance you're getting in trouble. Like I, I can't help you. So Really, it's a matter of you taking ownership, and it's a lot harder to stop cursing once you start cursing. You know, sure. I'm, I'm for one, like I, I've become more conscious of it. I mean, if you guys watched our, some of our videos for five, six years ago, like we were cursing all the time. It still get, comes out here and there. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a curse of passion. It's a curse of passion. It's a curse of passion. It's an East Coast curse of passion. What what I really want to like kind of bow this, put a bow on this is with the fact that your parents didn't have any of this training. Their parents definitely did not have any of this training, right? It didn't even exist. I mean, it did, but it was in like remote mountains of the himalayas right like with the invent of the internet and things like that and and people like guy and i who have been lucky enough to find these paths like we invest a tremendous amount of energy time and money to seek out these teachings in hopes of bringing this to a much much larger group of humans because i believe this is our human right to have this information now If you're a parent out there and you think to yourself, oh, I've already missed the boat or I fucked my kids up or whatever it is, I want to let you know that none of that is true. Yeah. None of that. I don't care how old they are. They could be teenagers. They could be in their 20s. It doesn't matter. If you learn these simple practices that will help you heal and downregulate your nervous system, the impact that that is going to have on your partner in your home, the impact that that will have on your pets in your home, the impact that, that will have on your kids that are in or out of your home, the impact that that will have on your siblings or your parents or whatever it is, is seismic. Like, like it's not just it, it is wildly different than the like, life that you have today. It just takes one to say, yes, I'm going to commit myself to this. And to what Guy said, what better thing to invest your time, energy, and money in to learn how this thing was constructed and how to actually release anything that is no longer serving you, not from here, not from the knowing, not from the reframing. It's, I said this the other day, like you could tell a kid, like I could have told Shia, listen, it's no big deal. This happens in middle school. Kids are just dicks, whatever, 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 right? All logical. Would that have changed even one iota of the pain and and sadness and embarrassment that he was feeling in his system? You cannot lie to this thing inside. It's impossible. And it's just like trying to explain to a three-year-old tantrum kid, like with logic, it doesn't work. What they need is to know that what they're feeling is valid. And in doing so, you can help them downregulate their nervous system. So again, like... If this is something that is resonating with you, then Satori Prime is a really, really wonderful place 
to go and get these tools. And we make it super, super easy on how to do that. Like you can, you can have a quick conversation with someone from our team. We have a ton of free resources. And if you're out there and you're someone that's like, you know what, I know this is something that I want. We also have an entire awareness effect Academy that we literally walk you through level by level, step by step on how to actually obtain these tools for yourself. And I don't care if you're 20 today or 70 today, this is not stuff that takes decades to learn. Like within a few weeks, months, you could be having a completely different experience of life. It really is that profound. It really is for sure. For sure. And it's, uh, to me, it's, it's a source of, of authentic confidence, not ego driven confidence, which is like kind of building yourself up and, you know, prepping yourself up. It's, it's knowing that you can be with anything that arises in your life and no matter how it impacts your inner system, you have the confidence that you can bring it back to a healthy place and actually use, like we said, like that particular situation or that person in front of you as this incredible teacher, because ultimately that's what all our experiences are and all the people in our lives are. There are these incredible teachers that are actually trying to help us evolve and liberate ourselves. And that's from a, even a quantum physics perspective, won't get into that in this podcast, really how the system works. The reenactment of trauma is the way the system works in order to cleanse itself. But when we see our experience from the, our conditioning and it's the only place we see it from, then we're part of that reenactment. When we learn how to get this other view, this more subjective witness that I'm sure you guys have all heard about many times, but actually like attaining that through your experience and locating it is the key to all this down regulation is the key to this energy and this healing and all these different things that, you know, spiritual texts have talked uh, about forever. But that's the thing. Once you locate it, you can continue to develop it and actually grow into it more and more. And instead of having it be something that you have to find and get into, it just becomes your natural state. Yeah. Um, if you're not in our group yet, our Facebook group, where we share a ton of this content, we, we do live calls every single, uh, every single week. And there's a lot of incredible soul family people that you can connect with. You could just go to joinoldsouls.com, joinoldsouls.com, and you can continue having this conversation with us there. That would be a great first step. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Would love to hear if you watch this somewhere and you can comment. Would love to hear your comments, shares, insights that you got or anything that you can uh, share to move this conversation forward um, because I do feel like it's a very important one. All right. Love you all. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.